Amen. Hey guys, how's it going? Great, great participation there. Um, yep, so if we've not met before, my name is Jeremy, as uh, Andy said, and I'm part of the team here at the church. Uh, all that good stuff. So please turn in your Bibles, if you have one, to Ephesians 5, starting at verse 15. And once you're there, I'm going to do something a bit different. Once you're there, could you please stand? Doesn't matter if you don't have a Bible will come up on the screen. But if, you've, but if you're there, could you just stand? This is, uh, I think it's a good practice to actually, with our bodies, actually take the Bible very seriously. So, so yeah, we're just going to stand and we're going to... Yeah, hear from the Bible, but first, I'm uh, just going to pause a moment, because the Bible is very serious to us, so, yeah, let's just pause a moment, maybe take a deep breath. Be very careful, then, how you live not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Amen. You guys can take a seat. Cool. So, one of the things I miss the most about my home country, New Zealand, is, uh, well, apart from friends and family and the scenery and everything else, is the free refills that you would get at Macca's. And... Um, Kind of like Nando's, but uh, not f not four quid for a for a, for a drink. Um, and so, with every meal, if you were sitting in at Macca's or Mackey's, as you guys say over here for some weird reason, um, you get a refillable drink, and it's really cool. Um, my uh, go-to when I was a teenager was Coke and uh, raspberry. Raspberry Fanta, I think, is called over here. Like, but yes, free refills. They should bring them over here to Mecca's over here. It's almost dangerous. Um, in the passage today, Paul, a guy called Paul, is writing to the church of Ephesus to not get drunk on wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Throughout the whole chapter of Ephesians 5, Paul is calling us to live in the light and to live like Jesus for Jesus. Because the light was given to us, we should walk carefully and wisely, making the most of every opportunity given to us because of how far our world has fallen away from Jesus. But Paul is saying here that we need to constantly be filled with the Spirit. It's not a one-time thing. It's a daily, constant action. In saying that, I'm sure there's a lot of us in the room tonight who have had a moment, a single moment, where we knew we were filled with the Spirit for the very first time. I know for me, I was um, 
aged 11 uh, all those years ago, uh, which wasn't that long ago to be fair, um, at this camp festival called uh, New Wine back in New Zealand. And um, I grew up in a church that was um, what what's known as like evangelical sort of church, Anglican church, big church, and um, like they really loved Jesus, but I don't think they made a lot of time for the for the Holy Spirit. So when I was when I was eleven and I was at this sort of kids group thing, um, sorry, young teenager group, um, like the guy Pete, his name was Pete, he was preaching the gospel and making space for the Spirit like I've never seen before. And so, like, I was like, yeah, yeah, why not? I'll be filled with the Spirit. And, like, from then on, I feel like my life has really changed from that. Um, But Paul, like I was saying in the passage, contrasts the effect of the Holy Spirit with the state of drunkenness. I've got to say, alcohol is a depressant. It loosens people because because it depresses their self-control their wisdom, their balance, literally and figuratively, and judgment. The Holy Spirit has an exact, exactly opposite effect. He is a stimulant. He moves every aspect of our being to better and more perfect performance. When we are filled with the Spirit, we will have a desire to worship God and to encourage others to worship God to their worship of God. The connection with being filled with the Spirit and praise is significant. Those who are filled with the Spirit will naturally praise. And praise is a way that we are filled with the Spirit. Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. This variety suggests that God delights in creative, spontaneous worship the most important place for us to have a melody unto God is in our heart. Many who can't sing a beautiful melody, like some people, with their voice can have beautiful melodies in their heart. The one who is filled with the Spirit will also be filled with thanksgiving. A complaining heart and the Holy Spirit, they they don't go together. So... So I don't, I don't actually want to speak for very much longer because it's nice to have like a theory about how to be filled with the Spirit. Let's actually be filled with the Spirit. How does that sound? Great. Well, doors are locked now, so can't go anywhere else. Um, <laughs> joking. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to quickly give us five ways, five things on how we can daily live a Spirit-filled life. Five things. First one. Ask. Easy. Simply ask God every single day to fill you with his spirit. Whether that's first thing in the morning or another time during the day, if we simply ask him, he will do it. I've personally been really enjoying the Let's Go 365 app uh, this, this last week particularly. And For me, it's put language to God's filling me with his spirit, morning and evening. And saying those three great words, come Holy Spirit, and waiting, that's when stuff will happen. So, number one, easy as, ask. Number two, speak out his word. 
again, the Bible app or something like Let's Go 365 helps this. When we speak his word to ourselves, but also to others, that's when we'll see him move, and that's when we'll sense his presence the most. You know, I've heard some people complain, oh man, I can't hear God, where is God? Where is he? I can't see him anywhere. And often, often the response is, have you read your Bible lately? If you want to see where God's moving, read the Bible. Hot tip. And that's where he is. That's where God is. If we speak his word, speak his word, that's when his spirit will fill us. So one, ask. Two, speak out his word. Three, worship him with songs, as it says in the scripture. This is a place where I'm personally very filled with the Spirit. I love, like really love, this this really weird church in America called Upper Room. It's it's a proper like let's get weird church based in Texas. That's all you need to know. And what I love about them is that they're really unapologetic in their worship and their devotion to God. And like, seriously, I really recommend subscribing to their YouTube channel because every single day they have like a chapel service. I don't know if it's every single day, but most days they have like a chapel service. It's about maybe two, three hours long of just a few people just in utter devotion to God. Uh and they usher in the presence, the spirit, like no other. I just think it's phenomenal. That's one way. Maybe you could listen to other worship songs. Um, maybe if you play an instrument, then maybe use that. Songs allow us to tune in. Tune. Huh, good job. Uh, tune into God when we look up. When we look up, he comes down. So one, ask. Two, speak out his word. Three, worship him with songs. Four, thanksgiving. Simple one. But coming before him with thanksgiving for what he's done for us and for what he's already given you fills you with his spirit. From the most basic things that we take for granted to the greatest things. Verse 20 of the passage that we read says it as well. I have a friend uh, back in New Zealand who who actively likes to tell us, particularly on social media, that we should be thankful for absolutely everything that we have. And I think I think she puts it puts that status up uh, every three days. And after a while I'm like, shut up. But like now that I'm, the more that I think about it, I'm like, do you know what? There's actually nothing like saying thank you. So maybe next time or tonight when you walk into your home or your uh, uni hall or McDonald's, I don't know, um, just be just be grateful. Just say thank you. And finally, so we've got what's number one? T- someone tell me who number what number one is. Ask. Nice. Two. Speak out his word. Three, worship him with songs. Four, and finally, number five is humble yourself. Boom. (laughs) Bosh. 
Sorry, I said that too much. Humble yourself. Not just before Jesus, but before other people. Verse 21 of the scripture says this as well. We will be living true spirit-filled lives if we submit ourselves to God and to other people. Interesting analogy, this one. The, the word submitting here literally means to be under a rank. It's a military word, isn't it, Clive? Yeah. It speaks of the way that an army is organized among, amongst levels of rank. You have generals, colonels, majors, captains, sergeants, privates, reverends, not jokes. Um, there are levels of rank and you are obligated to respect those in a higher rank. We know that as a person, a private can be smarter, more talented and a better person than a general, but he is still under the rank to the general. He isn't submitted to the general so much as a person as he is to the general as a general. The idea of submission doesn't have anything to do with someone being smarter or better or more talented. It has to do with a God-appointed order. It does not mean that there is no idea it does not mean that there is no idea of rank in the body of Christ, just so you know. We can see how someone might take that impression. It says we should be submitting to one another, so I should be submitting to you and you should be submitting to me, vice versa, vice versa, vice versa. No one has any more obligation to submit than anyone else. An army is filled with individuals, but they can never be individualistic. That is the first thing that a person is broken off. That, that is the first thing that a person is broken of which he joins the army. Christianity is a team sport. We must be happy when someone else succeeds. So when we humble ourselves, we will see the spirit at work in our lives. So number one, ask. Asked, asked to be filled. Two, speak out his word. Three, worship him with songs or other ways. Four, thanksgiving. Give thanks to him. And five, humble yourself before him, but also other people. So we've talked about the theory of it. Let's do it. <laughs>